Hey, business leaders of tomorrow, welcome to the third episode. I am your host, Amit Chavla, India's leading business clarity coach. Did you know that according to KPMG analysis, 83% of merger agreements did not increase shareholder returns? And who takes such decisions? They are top-level leaders with a shipload of global business exposure and experience. Don't you think that this dichotomy genuinely puts decision-making under the scanner? On one hand, such critical decisions are a must for future business growth. But in case these decisions don't yield expected results, then who must own it? Ratan Tata once said, I don't take right decisions. I take decisions and make them right. I don't take right decisions. I take decisions and make them right. This quote is conclusive enough. For you as a leader, you need to focus not only on your business decisions, but you must own the outcome as well. But how to go about it? So get ready as I navigate you through an interesting real life case story. But before that, let me ask you, in your professional journey, have you ever faced dilemmas such as, should we build a new product or grow the existing one? Should we expand into a new geography now? Will my children be able to take over the reins and run my business? Shall I sell my business? Shall I acquire another company? Should I hire senior professionals in the company or continue growing the existing team? Should I let go of some staff to reduce the cost? Questions are many, but you need to make the right choice. Imagine this. What happens when the esteemed promoters of a company find themselves at the crossroads? They need to make a decision that might reshape the roadmap of the company's future. At such pivotal moments, it becomes increasingly crucial as the question boils down to matters of possession. Let me share one such situation I had to deal with where I had to decide whose call was it eventually. What will be the ultimate decision and who will own it? That was the precise dilemma we tried to meander through when Harish and his son Uday seemingly got stuck with. Harish, a seasoned businessman in his mid-50s, steered his manufacturing business to a decent height over the last 10 years. It called for struggle, failures and trials to scale it up. It was his batch of pride as Harish would narrate his journey with passion. Going forward, he eyed an incredible 100x benchmark. Even to think of that pace, one needs guts. Harish had it in him. Harish had his plans chalked out. He was planning to acquire an existing business and thus would venture into a new business vertical. That would catapult him into his trajectory of accelerated growth as planned. But it was not only about Harish. It also involved his son Uday. Being their clarity coach, I was trying to decode a riddle for the father and son to choose the correct business line to invest in. And that's where the riddle got complicated. Uday, the young 30-year-old, recently married 
only heir to Harish's legacy, contrasted his father in more than one way. A passionate millennial, Uday would scan through every opportunity that came his way and would pick something that would be dynamic and exciting, while his father was keener on any business that would generate more revenue and more profit. Harish was keen on opening doors of door manufacturing and Uday was sold on starting a cafe line. Their respective logic was unputdownable and unquestionable. If I start a business that gives me more money, I will anyway get interested in it. Harish was clear in his thoughts. However, Uday had this counter logic when he said, If I start the business that I have interest in, I will definitely make money from it. This was a classic case of vivad that erupts out of legacy business. The only way to solve such a vivad or dispute is a heart-to-heart talk, a sambad. Ideally, it works out better with a neutral outsider whom you trust. Who better than a clarity coach, huh? The job of a coach is not just to tiptoe along with you at every step you take. That sounds ridiculously going back to Krish. It's more than about setting up the context to open the Pandora's box, let the emotion flow, and then a resolution. In instances where divergent personalities and viewpoints lead to clashes and strain, a dialogue must intervene to guide the discussions towards a mutual feeling of empathy. This process of dialogue is covered extensively in my Samvad series. If choosing the next venture got the father and son into a loggerhead prime of AC, simultaneously it opened a list of questions sparked by individual doubts and pain points. Harish was struggling with his own dilemma. Is my son truly interested in becoming the future CEO of the company? His doubt arose because his son was irregular at work and often arrived late. His perception was that his son had received everything on a platter and did not seem to possess the enthusiasm to take the company to the next level. I was not surprised by this. I had heard similar stories many times from my peer group. Uday's dilemma was altogether on a different plane. He was debating within himself with the questions and self-doubt like, will I ever have full control to run the company? Will my father always have the last say? Am I competent enough to lead? Why chase after more money when we have already amassed so much? What if I failed my parents? As I sought a path forward, the first thing we needed clarity on was, is the son prepared to become the CEO in the next three to five years? After a few rounds of conversation, it was clear that he wanted to take charge although he lacked certain leadership skills. He was, however, ready to develop them. The next question to tackle was, whose decision is it ultimately? If Harish decides a way forward, then the long-term sustainability of the project might be doubtful. But if Uday gets going with his passion, the project may not even start as his father might not support it. Indeed, a wicked problem. What do you think is the right answer? Share your views at my email ID 
amit at the rate amitchavla.coach. While as a coach, I had to chart a way to find a solution through a dialogue between the three of us, the moon point that I wanted to highlight here is a key pillar of leadership. Decision-making and its inseparable ally, ownership. None of these, be it decision-making or ownership, happens in a void. Stephen Covey once said, I quote, Leadership is a choice, not a position. As a leader, you will face many such situations where both arguments seem correct. But you must have a framework or process of decision-making. Here is my mantra of having an ownership mindset and it says, I am the problem and I am the solution for everything that happens to me. I am the problem and I am the solution for everything that happens to me. Think about it. It sounds bold, maybe, but it calls for a huge inner transformation to accept and adapt. Decision making and ownership of your decision is a fantastic trait that doesn't just follow you at the office, but also tracks you in your personal life, making you grow and develop like a person in total control. In the next episode, I will share a preview of a leader who acts as a compassionate catalyst in effectively bringing in mindset change amongst working women professionals. Stay tuned.